Hi, this is Angela Hardison, the Marketing and Events Coordinator with the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. Today, we are launching our Thought Leader Series with none other than John Mayer, founder and CEO of John Mayer Builders, a company that has been in Spring Hill for over 30 years. We are starting this series by talking about the people who influence our journey in business. Our Executive Director, Becca Melton, is sitting here with John, so let's hear what he has to say about his journey. John Mayer, John Mayer Builders. A lot of people know your name around town, around Middle Tennessee and beyond, um, but a lot of people don't know your story. So we're going to get kind of into the details on the story of John Mayer and, and how you've come to be this, this huge influence in, in Spring Hill and beyond. Um, I'd like to start with the early years. Who are some of those people in your life, some of those stories in the early years of John Mayer that have really impacted you and made you who you are today? Well, number one would have been my dad. I had a paper route at age uh, nine and uh, I would earn $7 a week. And he coached me to save $5 of that seven. And uh, that's been a big part of any financial success we've ever had because I developed the habit of deferred gratification. Uh, and uh, I've, I've never earned a paycheck ever where we didn't save a large portion of it and live off a portion of what you earn. And so that was, that was one of the early things. Um, there were influences growing up. I ended up getting, of course, my coaches and teachers were big influences. And I had a few people in my life that influenced me in the real estate realm. Uh, you know, I was not a very good student. Uh, I wear it as a badge of honor. I was 435 out of 563 in my high school class. I was a pitiful student, actually. Uh, but education, neither one of my parents were formally educated. Yeah, mother went to ninth, dad went to eighth, and education was just not emphasized in our household. So uh, I was coasting along and I don't think I ever really thought about, didn't think I was going to quit necessarily, but I didn't think about finishing school. And so my, what ended up being my uh, varsity football coach in ninth grade uh, was teaching a health class. And uh, this was an extremely pivotal moment for me, but he demonstrated on the board in a graph uh, how much more you would earn over a lifetime for every year you stayed in school. And I remember consciously thinking during that class, well, that makes sense. You know, so maybe I'll stay in school. And then he talked about goal setting and other things. And I decided also it, sometime during that year of health that I would try to um, get a football scholarship. You know, nobody in my family had ever finished high school, much less college. And so uh, that had a really big impact on me. Uh, I did three sports in high school, uh, football, wrestling, track. I'd never even seen a wrestling match, but uh, was coerced or encouraged to go out for wrestling. And Frank Shaw was my wrestling coach there. He'd been a, a state champion out of New York, Mohawk, New York. He played football at the University of Cincinnati, but he also wrestled there and has every wrestling record to this day at the university. He was an amazing coach, role model. And I had some very early success. Uh, I was 
the first sophomore ever to go to the state, et cetera, et cetera. Had lots of success in wrestling and uh, the confidence that I got out of those early experiences, uh, I think has carried over over the years. So those were those were some very early influences. And uh, you know, one of the my favorite saying is, when the pupil is ready, the teacher will appear. And uh, you know, I could go on and on with people that have come into my life at various times and showed me uh, exactly what I needed to learn at that point. What about that pathway you kind of alluded to? So go to college on scholarship, which is a huge deal. Not many people get to do that. Um, what about after college? What were you thinking after college and what, what seeds were kind of planted for, for your career path? Because those coaches and teachers had been such a positive influence on me, I really thought I would teach and coach my entire career. That's what I thought I would do. Um, I started reading books. Uh, I mentioned earlier the seeds that were planted, real estate related. Um, uh, one of my father's employees, I found out, owned 10 or 12 rental houses, and he was much wealthier than our family. Um, there was a speaker that came into the high school that planted some seeds and talked about how you could build a real estate career, a real estate investment career. And so uh, even though I thought I would be a teacher my entire career, I started reading books on how to invest in real estate. And uh, we, by the time I taught for 10 years, by the time that I made the transition, we owned 14 rental properties. So I had zero money. We, were, we would save, down, save a minimum amount of money, put down on a house. And so we were actively investing, but I never thought about building or anything like that. That came a little bit later. Uh, what, what really happened, my daughter was born in 1985. And as most school teachers do, I was moonlighting. Uh, I was selling real estate part-time. I was lifeguarding. I was delivering papers. I, was, I think I had four part-time jobs. And I realized I was never going to see my daughter. And that's when I started seriously considering uh, leaving the profession and trying to build houses. So between my ninth and 10th year of teaching, I bought a little book. It, it, is, uh, it was titled How to Save 25% Being Your Own Contractor. And the key thing was the little snippet underneath that said without lifting a hammer, which, you know, I, I didn't have any <laughs> skills. So that was awesome. I thought, well... If this guy can show me how to do that, and I literally would read a chapter ahead in that, and I built that first house in the summer and got it nearly complete. It took me nearly the rest of the year to do what wasn't completed. I sold it to the music teacher, made $8,000 on that house, okay. and then, okay. then I transitioned after that. Uh, that little house, 1,200 square foot, one car garage, sold for 68000 back then, mm. in that, that year. So that was my first thing. But then... After that, I made the break and um, started building. That's amazing. The grit from day one. Where do you think the grit came from? The, the multiple jobs, the, the work ethic. It's, I mean, it's taken me a long, well, it took me a long time, but um, I, I, I really think in retrospect, I mean, there were a lot of influences for sure, but the fact that we've had the success that we've had uh, I, I really think it's my gift. I think it's my God-given gift. Uh, 
it took me a while. I always thought I was cheating the world. I always, always thought I was getting by without doing anything. And, um, and I, 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 I've told the story a few times, but I'll tell it again. I had a fraternity brother call me that I hadn't seen for 20 years. We just moved into this big house that we, at the time we considered a mansion, big, beautiful home. Uh, and I knew he was very successful on wall street and a uh, beautiful wife driving Porsches and all this stuff. And, and he calls out of the blue and wants to borrow money. Hmm. And, uh, I hung up and I told Margie, I said, uh, he's either got a drug problem or a gambling problem. Something's up. This is really odd. It was a small amount of money. He won $400. Hmm. So he calls me before he gets to the house. And he says, you know, I've got another appointment. Can you just put the money in the mailbox? I said, William, we haven't talked forever. No, we're going to visit. So he walks in. I set the money on the desk. He sits down and I've got this mahogany office that looks unbelievable. And uh, he starts telling me a story. And uh, he said he'd lost his job, lost his wife, lost his cars. He was a cocaine addict. Mm. He was in recovery. He'd been sober for a month in a methadone deal. And so we ended up talking for two, three hours and, uh, I'm feeling extremely uncomfortable. He was the genius kid. I, I should have been sitting where he was. He should have been sitting where I was. And so I was telling him that day, I'm the same crazy lunatic you knew in college. Uh, nothing's changed. I've just been very lucky on and on and on. And so, um, he finally, after three or four hours of discussion, he looked at me and he said, you just don't get it. Do you? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said that that's, you can figure this stuff out. That's your God given gift. You just have to give thanks for that gift. And, uh, I get emotional thinking about it because, uh, From, from that day forward, I looked at myself differently. I always thought I was cheating. Mm. I always thought I was getting by and I didn't understand that that was my gift and it's made a, it's made a big difference. Well, and I would also say that your gift is building relationships. You build homes, but you do it because you know exactly you you ask me every time I see you, how's my how the kids? How's the husband? You care about people, and it shows, and it's authentic. And I think that comes from your family, and and I feel like you've done a great job carrying that into the next generation with your own kids who are now involved. They're teachers. Mm -hmm. They've seen it. They've seen how much you give back to education and to athletes, and obviously that's a part of. Um, your story. You were impacted by those people to be where you are today. Yeah. Now you see, you know, that that's where you have chosen to, to give back in the community. Yeah. And I, I don't think we deserve any particular credit for that. I think you're investing is the way I look at it. I think it's no different than us buying a piece of property or a house, hoping that you're going to have a financial gain. I think, whether you're we're doing our scholar athlete program or the whole hog or any of these things, you're actually just investing and you're going to get a return on your investments. The way I look at it, I don't look at it as terrible. I just think you're investing and, and it's smart. You, you, you find out where you get through your returns and, 
most of the stuff we've done has, has been children and child related because of the impact that those coaches have had on me. But you're hoping to get a return on that. You're not you're not looking at it as a charitable thing. Mm-hmm. Is the way I, I think of it anyway. When you enjoy it, I mean, it's it's obvious. You enjoy well, you're, you're the whole. Extremely nice. I, I I I'm not. That it's your I, gift. I'm well, just telling I, I you, you have another that. gift. I, I thank you. <laughs> but I love that. No, I you know we appreciate obviously the commitment you've made to this community um, in so many ways, and and we do think that your story is is one to be told, and and we appreciate the time with you today are there any other lasting you know sentiments you want to pass on well you know uh a couple things my my folks weren't formally educated my mother had seven children before she was 30 if you can imagine no no twins in there and um so and i was the oldest of the seven and so that certainly played a part. Uh, we recently, uh, I bought a place, uh, I have one sibling who works for me, and then the other five are in the Cincinnati area still. And uh, we recently bought a place up there. We had all seven of us together on Labor Day, and that was fantastic. But without a doubt, I mean, I, M- Margie does everything. I don't do anything. <laughs> Margie does everything. It's 100% true. Anybody that knows us, that I was just fortunate to marry the right person. There's no way we could have had the success that we've had uh, if I had a different spouse. It's true. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's we, true. We, I'm pitiful. No, you have so many gifts, and you're so humble about it. No. But we, we, it, hey, it it takes a lot of people to help along the way, and like you've said, they have always come in at the right time when you needed them but you've got to be open to that too and you've had the humble spirit to be able to allow these people to pour into you and i love that you're you're reciprocating and pouring back in to the next generation i appreciate that Uh, a a couple of things that do come to mind that were influential to me i i i was always seeking i was always reading self-help books or business books or something or listening to podcasts now that they're around and and so I, I think seeking that kind of knowledge is important, but some of the highlight, the things that really made a big difference, Dale Carnegie training, I've been through it many, many times. Everybody in our company goes through it. Um, every time I went to a Dale Carnegie class, I doubled my income. Wow. Every time that I went to a Dale Carnegie class, I would come home and it was in, we never talked about money. It was increasing my confidence, uh, your human relation mm-hmm. skills, learning to get along with people, mm-hmm. say, the you can say the same thing two different ways and get two totally different outcomes and i still need tons of practice but i really would advocate for anybody that hasn't been through that training it's well worth the money uh we just had uh, the owner of the company come in and teach 25 of our people uh, within the last month uh, for an eight-week course and it was fantastic and then uh, whether it's Stephen Covey, I've taken that, you know, I've, I've taken all these courses and, I, and right now I'm involved in a mastermind and it's mostly young people, but they're from all across the country, all across the world, really. There's about eight or hundred of us now. And we, we meet, we've been to three conferences this year and you meet with these folks and they share their story. I share my story and you learn, you know, so I, I think constantly 
learned being a lifelong learner. I was a terrible student, but I've become a good lifelong learner. And not that I remember all of it, but I think that's, for me, that's been key. It keeps my, it, it, have, you're always doing something new and fresh, even though we're sort of in the same business. We're always, we're building commercially right now. We're doing multi-time we've never done. We're looking at storage. We're looking at lots of other things, uh, buying small businesses. We bought an existing apartment complex recently. So these are all things I would not, a lot of these things I would not have done without exposing myself to some of these younger, smarter people that are already doing 10 times more than I'm doing. So it's, it's just uh, fun to watch. But anyway. Well, that was great. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for that information. Thank you for being John Mayer. And thank you for choosing Spring Hill. And um, I, I appreciate your kind words. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. We appreciate your time and dedication to the Spring Hill community. That wraps up part one of our Thought Leader series. Tune in to the Spring Hill Connection for more amazing stories like this coming soon. Until then, have an awesome week in business.